0: Your choice is simple. Join us and live in peace, or pursue your present course and face obliteration.
1: Hello there, and welcome to season two of Skeptics and Believers, a paranormal podcast. We're back from the break. And in this episode, Lisa will be taking us through Banshees. So please do sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the show.
0: So, Banshees, Irish folklore. The word banshee comes from the Irish, actually pronounced banshee, spelt completely differently, spelt kind of bean sidhe. here. So ban is woman in Gaelic and she is fairy. So she fairy, woman fairy. So banshees are usually associated with like an omen of death, a warning of imminent death. They can be heard by one person or a couple, usually just one, and then there is supposed to be a death of a family member related to the person that's heard it.
2: Ah, I I thought it was the person who heard it was supposed to die.
0: No, not necessarily. So banshees are usually depicted as women. They can be older, crone-type women, shrouded, long-flowing hair, Or you can have the more pretty, younger, beautiful banshee. Can I have that one? Yeah. Well, you'd like that one with red flowing hair. (laughs) Red flowing hair. They they
1: fit your MO.
0: (laughs) Long, white, silvery dresses. Sometimes they're associated with particular trees. You can get wishing trees in Irish folklore as well. And then you can often get fairies that are associated with these trees. Yeah,
3: hawthorn's supposed to be the banshee bush
0: a single hawthorn on its own usually obviously
3: yeah singular obviously
1: no, not, I mean three
0: no no never. banshees there no banshees to it's be not found. like
1: magpies if you see two no uh, will you never see two banshees together at the same time it's just not gonna happen
2: two for joy <laughs> it's pretty much always one for if Sarah, you see three
1: it's a hat trick <laughs> your
2: family's fucked we apologise to any Irish <laughs> listeners
0: so the overriding um, accounts seem to show that all banshees, whether old or young, or crone-like or beautiful, all will have a comb. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Yeah, I read that. A comb, like a comb wedged in their, in their, hair, their hair at hair. some point. And many Irish still to this day believe that it is bad luck or an ill omen to find a comb, like kind of abandoned on the floor. Yeah, you do yeah, see them that. about though, don't you? You combs? see combs? combs? Like, a, no. like, you know, a flat, cheap, plastic comb. They always tend to be lying around.
1: I don't think the Banshees would be having those kind of combs. Maybe I imagine they're... it would be some, you know, the old-style kind of wooden shell-looking wooden. ones. or
3: Like a volume in brush. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're the right no. person to
0: talk to about
2: combs, Mike.
1: Well, yeah. I have some hair.
2: Yeah, I know, but you clearly um, don't comb it.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I imagine like, like a mermaid may have in their hair, you know, that... Kind of the big old style combs that women. Them them big old mermaid, you know, them big old mermaid combs. Shell combs. I know what I'm on about. You know, them. That's good. All
2: right. Okay. So it's an old or young woman Mm -hmm. who appears to warn of imminent
0: death. History or historians have traced these banshees back to women who were called keeners, and these keeners were paid to sing a sorrowful, sad lament at a funeral or when someone dies. They were paid in alcohol.
2: Good choice.
0: Which was not, which was frowned upon, which was not popular. I don't
2: understand, that cuts out the middleman.
0: With the church at the time. But then they were cut off and they were banished
2: so the church was giving these women alcohol? No.
0: Not quite, no. No,
1: wasn't the church giving them an al- the, the f- alcohol? The families, I mean, the families of the
0: bereaved. Okay. Well, the bereaved? No, that's the families are bereaved, aren't they? Yeah. The bereaved families The are families families giving them
1: the alcohol. We're giving
0: them that to sing a lamentful song, probably just to kind of help them pass into the afterlife. Yeah. Um, but as they were paid in alcohol, the church... Um, Frowned upon it. They did frown upon it because it was seen as um, kind of ill-gotten.
1: And this is going back to the 8th century, isn't it?
0: It is, yes, yeah, 700 and some years yep.
2: ago. It, it's a very, very long legend then, isn't it? A very mm. long thing people to still believe in.
0: Yeah, I personally, I think it goes back even further. I think the Banshees, they've um, evolved from an even earlier folklore, Irish Celtic folklore of a phantom queen called a Morrigan. I don't know if you guys have heard about a Morrigan. that. I'm aware
2: of Morrigan in the Dragon Age games. Exactly. She's like a witch lady who lives in the woods.
0: Yes. Can she change? Sexy witch lady. Can she change into a crow? Uh,
2: Probably a dragon. I think she turns into a dragon. I
3: think
0: she might have turned into a crow. Yeah. So the Morrigan was an even earlier Irish folklore. So what's the Morrigan
1: of the story then, Lisa? (laughs) See, the island's like steeped in folklore, isn't it? Um, Oh,
0: yes, definitely.
1: So my boss, who's Irish, was telling me that they, even to this day, they bring up the kids with all these folklore stories. And she said that she was like in her twenties before she realised that this stuff wasn't, as she said, wasn't real. That's obviously her opinion. Um, Her opinion, obviously, and mine. Um, But things like leprechauns and banshees and all these other things that are in the Irish folklore, you know, it's been passed on from generation to generation. You think this has been passed on for? We're talking about what 1200 years
2: plus, did they, yeah, did, did they think that it was kind of restricted to a family bloodline? I'm sure I read, yeah. This. There was some
1: stuff that uh, was yes. there was a, a handful of I
2: think wealthy Irish families, it was the Donnellys and the McPartlins, um, mm-hmm. and they are still cursed to this day. Well, it oh, really? that's, <laughs> it's quite a divorce, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well done, Mike. You caught up there. Yeah, that's I not the up, family right? names I no. came
0: up with, no, Matt. It's
3: not the O'Neills, who so, had a castle.
0: Yeah, there's the O'Neills, the O'Briens, the O'Connors, the O'Grady's, and the
3: But The O'Neills had a castle, which had a special room just for Banshees. The Banshee Room. The Banshee Room. <laughs> and they had a few parties over the years. Whenever they would use that room for non-Banshee activity, bad, <laughs> bad things would happen, like fires, destruction, Death. loss of life.
2: Well, they say that would happen. Yeah. Oh, well, it's because we used the Banshee Room again for that game of sardines. <laughs> I told you.
3: <laughs> Stop playing Twister in the Banshee
2: Room.
0: <laughs> when you say party games, we are talking like the 1500s here. So maybe not Twister. But so the castle did burn down in in the 1500s because the ban- the room that had been set aside for the Banshee, which was... That descendants, the O'Neill, Shane O'Neill, the descendant of the, the castle owner, his daughter was drowned by the fairies and then became... A banshee. A banshee.
3: And Lisa, isn't it true that at the O'Neill castle, there's a large carved head, which relates to some of the banshee folklore, that apparently if that head was ever to be destroyed, that it would be the end of the O'Neill family?
0: Well, you have just answered your own <laughs> question. There you go. Mm. <laughs> well, who's, yeah,
1: who's it carved head off?
0: There is, there is um, a carved stone head in the tower of the same castle which had the Banshee Room. And this, they've kind of dated it to hundreds of years prior to the tower of this castle being built. And the, the myth is that if the black head of the O'Neills should ever fall from the tower... And that will be the end of the O'Neill family as, as it stands. Mm. Um, it is still there. It's still standing. Even though the castle, the majority of the castle did burn down after they were playing Twister in the Banshee Room. Um, allegedly. The, the, allegedly, yeah. The tower um, the tower, still stands and it's there to this day. The mm. bla- and the blackhead is still in there. Nothing became of the blackhead of the O'Neills.
1: So going back to the Banshees, one of the things that I read when we're looking at this is that if they were to ever be seen that they vanish Puff. into, like, a, a mist or cloud of smoke.
2: With a flapping sound.
1: Yeah, with a flapping sound, yeah. Right,
3: yeah. It's funny you should say that, Mike, because in Wales, they call them the hag of the mist.
1: Mm. So this isn't just restricted to, like, Irish folklore.
3: I think it's relatively Celtic-based. yeah, based.
0: So, banshees in a nutshell, woman, old, young, often heard... Screeching, wailing, harbinger of death. Expect someone to die in your immediate family if you should hear one. Um, Often seen floating. Some also associated with trees in certain areas like kind of boggy. Well, that's most of Ireland really. Boggy areas as well. So
2: I read a little bit about uh, banshees as well. Um, and what people think they actually really are, because clearly they're not, you know, ghosty women who are telling you that someone's going to die. Um, well, it there's, could no, be. there's no
0: clearly about it, Matthew. That's why we're here. Okay.
2: That's why we're here. Um, Resident sceptic. <laughs> Resident sceptic. Uh, and the, the most common theory I could find was that they are likely to be owls, and probably more specifically barn owls.
1: Yeah, I think that the, um, the fact that if anyone sees them, they disappear with the sound of flapping makes it sound like it is a, the bit, noise birdie. Wings, a yeah, bit birdie wings flying yeah. away and
2: owls are a bit birdie yeah um they're also generally seen in you know kind of like bright white aren't they yeah. and the underside the undercarriage of a barn owl uh is uh, is is quite shockingly white
0: good owl knowledge man. good owl
2: knowledge top owl now, knowledge
1: i also read something that said way way back in the medieval times that owls were used to spot invading armies, and that they would signal intruders into a person's land um, with a screech
0: The invading army would, yeah. would disturb the owls at rest
1: So there is a belief that maybe the screech isn't a floaty, scary woman, and with a precursor to death is actually a floaty, screechy owl. Um, Warning of an impending attack.
0: Which leads to death. Which
1: potentially could
2: lead to death. I think almost always in medieval times. Probably something spiky.
1: Now, I did find a story from the 1940s. Oh, okay. In Derry. So I found this on Derryjournal.com, and I'll put a link to this on the website. One winter, an elderly resident was ill and confined to his bed. Later that night, the old man's condition deteriorated and a priest was summoned to administer the last rite. time after, one of the younger visitors heard a knock on the back door. She asked if anyone else had heard it, but was told no. She heard the knock again, this time followed by a low moaning sound. An old woman sitting opposite noticed her startled expression and instinctively told her to go to the door, exclaiming, he'll have no rest until the knock is answered. The young girl went to the door and opened it. All at once, she screamed and collapsed in a faint, The people inside came rushing out and found her lying on the ground in an obviously distressed state. They brought her back inside and the girl explained, When I opened the door and looked across the yard, I could see an old hag-like woman with long white hair and a long white dress. She appeared to be crying and moaning and wringing her hands. She began to come towards the door. I screamed and she just seemed to vanish. Later that night, the old man passed away. And that's from the, the 1940s now. That could be maybe...
2: The imagination of a child. Yeah, under stress, been, if he's like a grandfather. Told, yeah, who's been told lots of stories about banshees, yeah. yeah it's, it's as bit, established.
1: It's a bit
3: speculative as well that, and later that night he died. If he's terminally ill anyway,
1: well, he's going bit, to die. There's a bit there? more to this story, because apparently the old man had looked out of a window before he became ill and saw a white sheet hanging from a neighbor's window. And his wife thought it was very odd that, this woman would be hanging and washing out the window because it's not what she would normally do. And that the son, after the father had passed away, said that he'd had a strange experience where he'd heard a peculiarly mournful wail coming from near the bottom of the street. And when he looked, he noticed there was a young child sitting under a windowsill crying. And that when he walked down the street to speak to this child, see what was wrong with him, the child was actually an old haggard woman um, that was sitting there, um, moaning and wailing. Did A she disappear? Grotesque in appearance, yeah. And um, when he approached her, to, when he got closer, she got up and kind of scarped away. Scarpered. But, did, but didn't
2: turn into mist? Yeah. Didn't turn
1: into mist, no. But, you know, again, that's from the 1940s. I think it was around about 1943.
2: It, well, it's, it shows persistence of the myth, doesn't it? And it shows that it, you know, it at least in, what did you say it was called? The Derry Chronicle?
1: Derryjournal.com.
2: The Derry Journal that it was still being reported, you know, in in local news in Ireland, at least as recently as the 40s.
0: Even more recently, I found a story from 2014. Super recent in the grand scheme of things. This was reported by somebody called Emily. Surname has been blanked out. We can also put a link to this on the website. I live in a small farmhouse in a pretty rural area of Ireland, which isn't saying much as most of Ireland is rural anyway. I heard what sounded like at first the screaming sound that cats make when they have a standoff, but it slowly started to transform into a con- contestant ringing scream coming from the distance. It was coming from a field next to me which is locally nicknamed the Far Bog. The Far Bog. As it is just that, a bog that is far away from anything in particular.
2: Descriptively <laughs> accurate. Yeah. Haven't you got one of those on the top floor, Mike?
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> right now it's the
0: furthest bog. <laughs> <laughs> So Emily goes on, I panicked and thought that someone had gotten stuck in the bog, which is actually a common way of death here, sadly. So I called the guards, aka the Irish police, and ran outside to try and find her. When I got to the bog, I saw a woman standing upright on a stone wall that borders the bog. She had her head tilted upwards and was screaming so loudly that it actually caused some pain. She appeared to be wearing a flowing dress of some sort. This freaked me out, as I presumed it was some drugged-up or drunk person, and I ran back inside and waited for the guards to come. A single patrol car came came up a few minutes later, but the screaming had stopped by then. I explained to them exactly what had happened, and they were actually the first to mention the possibility that it was a banshee. Top they...
2: police work that is, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I think,
0: that,
2: that's a banshee. Yeah, what yeah. you got there is a banshee. We're going home. <laughs>
0: They mentioned that this sort of call happens every few years. They officially wrote it down as a drunken, disorderly person on private property who left, but then told me to call all of my immediate family to make sure everything is OK. And as they both believed, it was a banshee. I did just that and sadly found out that my mother had passed away in her sleep that night.
2: So the police said to her, that's probably a banshee. You might want to call your family and make sure they're all OK. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. She has sent um, some photos into this particular website where the story was um, told, and it literally is in the middle of nowhere. Um, And she does show pictures of the wall, which apparently is the wall of an old house where they put people to die during the famine. So it is actually, it it is a little bit more freaky.
1: But that just shows, as I was saying earlier, how kind of these folklore stories are kind of like entrenched in everyday Irish life.
2: But... She didn't take a picture of the banshee, did
0: well, look, she? Because at two o'clock in the morning, when you hear someone screaming, the first thing you think I think oh, you'd have your phone her.
2: if you were going out to the far bog in twenty fourteen. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think you might have a smartphone.
2: I wouldn't go to the bog in my house without my smartphone.
1: Yeah, but if they got no signal,
0: it is. I mean, it be? is literally in the middle of nowhere. How, How did you call the police? the
1: police? House phone.
2: I I'm skeptical. Surprisingly skeptical.
0: The the like wail
1: of a banshee could be anything really. It could be like you said, cats. Square yeah. enough. It could be foxes.
0: Oh, foxes! They sound they like they make a
1: horrendous
0: noise. You know, foxes—they sound like dying children, especially when
1: they're at it. God,
2: know what dying children, children sound like.
0: Well, Lisa. okay, I'm going to just imagine <laughs> that—that's what dying children sound like. Awful.
1: Or or owls as well. Owls, yeah. Okay, so each episode we're going to have the Skeptometer, which is where we decide how real or how unreal these stories are. So in this episode, for the Skeptometer, where are you on the scale, Lisa? So like 10 being the most believable and and zero being, I think it's a load of rubbish. Oh,
0: tricky. But I think I'm going to have to come in at about a 4. Oh,
2: lower than I thought. Yeah, mm. I'm coming
0: in at a 4. Even though I've done quite a bit of research into this, it does all lead back to very very old Irish mythology. And yeah. I think it's I think it's just yeah, a 4 for me. Thank you. Okay.
1: Matt,
3: I'm going to go with a with a 3. I'm going to go one lower than than Lisa. Um I Some of this I can understand as being a mythology thing, but I think it's quite a common instance in small communities that when old people hear about a death, irrespective of if they know the person very well or not, they tend to always want to go and sort of get involved. That's the old person's way, isn't it? And the idea of people turning up and singing at a funeral, whilst not massively popular here in the UK, I know internationally it's quite a popular thing in portugal for example that's quite a common thing that you have people come and sing quite mournful songs at funerals i just think yeah i think it's a combination of some old stories and actually some kind of anecdotal old botherers turning up at funerals
1: okay well it's a it's a two on the scale for me Ooh, it's a two maybe somewhere way way back there was some kind of oddness where one occasion some old crone was out in the field screaming probably because a loved one was really ill and about to die and someone spotted it and you know the stories were created there and then and they've been passed on for like 12 1300 years and it snowballed but i don't think there's really anything behind it because no one's got any recordings of these banshee screams. No one, there's no pictures and no videos. You know, don't see any of that kind of stuff. Not like you know, faked pictures of moon landings and <laughs> Loch Ness monsters or things like that. So,
2: which is real evidence? Real
1: evidence, yeah. yeah. So it's especially not especially in this modern day and age. So
0: yes, it's a modern. It's not a modern myth. No, is it's, it really? It, it,
1: it doesn't really sit well in the modern era. So I, I just think it's it's stories made to scare kids, really.
3: I think to kind of follow on from that point, it's almost as well, if we judge things for in like a modern context, but then apply those to something historic, these could be very old people who perhaps are mentally, you know, infirm. Yeah, They could have a disease, you know, they could have a... You know, Alzheimer's they could have a problem and and screaming is just a release for them.
2: Yeah. And disappearing into mist.
1: Well, yeah. Party
2: tricks. Party tricks. They're wizards.
1: Yeah. So what about you?
2: Um, I will give this a one. A one? That's Ooh. one
1: higher than I
0: thought you were Not gonna give Not a zero. It.
2: Well, I I I like the story and I think there is just as much uh, evidence for this as most of the other stuff that we're going to talk about you know anecdotal eyewitness accounts of stuff so if you're going to believe that I don't think you should lowball this
1: fair that's
2: fair so I'll give it a one
1: And there you have it, guys. That was our episode on Banshees. We hope you enjoyed that. If you haven't already, please do subscribe and like our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you already have, thank you ever so much for your continued support. We are slowly but surely gaining more and more listeners with every passing week. So there will be plenty more content coming. Uh, You can find us on social media platforms such as Instagram and Twitter. I believe the Twitter handle is SB Podcast One. And just search for Skeptics and Believers Pod on Instagram. You'll be able to find us. There will be a website coming soon. If any of you would like to send in your own stories, you can do by emailing Skeptics and Believers Podcast at gmail.com. That's Skeptics and Believers Podcast at gmail.com. And if your is spooky enough, then We may read it out on a future show. So until then, thanks ever so much for listening. Do take care of yourselves.
2: This podcast has been brought to you by Obsidian Shark Productions. The music featured in this podcast can be found at freemusicarchive.org and is used under the Creative Commons license. More details can be found on our website.